Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chocolate Poppy. That's Taika Gungaseki if you don't know who I am. And you are listening to City Wrestling Radio. Listen up, chump. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is a very special interview edition of City Wrestling Radio with my guest, Stiker Nungaseki, Chocolate Poppy. How you doing today, man? Oh, I feel better that you said I'm very special. That's 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 very sweet of you. Well, you know, it's uh, you you're starting to be a fixture over at APW. So, you know, it's uh, every time I go, I look for you when I go there. So, you know, hey, oh, nice. just to have you here on the show, it's uh, you're one of one of few to actually join us here on uh, City Wrestling Radio. We've had a, f- a couple other performers on the show, but not many. And well, you know, I'm always happy to be somewhere. You know, yeah, I'm always happy where i'm wanted you know what i'm saying nice how's your day going so far it's been long long it's, it's been long yeah yeah doing a lot of the, doing a lot of life stuff and uh i'm just wrapping up the day here so nice it's nice. been yeah nice so you know like i said i'm familiar with you over at apw i know you perform at like best in the best of the west and spw but um like my, our our listeners probably don't know a lot about you because we kind of focus a whole lot on wwe I'm trying yeah. to get more into the indie scene, but you know, tell tell my fans a little bit about yourself. You know, how did you how did you get into wrestling yourself? Uh, you know what, man, my wrestling journey started a little late. I'd say um, when I graduated high school, I was a football player. Okay. So football, my main focus. Um, I did like a year at the University of Nevada Reno, and then I went over to Butte to try to get like a different scholarship. Um, and then after Butte in Chico, California, I just kind of gave football up and, uh, for a while I wasn't doing anything. Um, tried my hand stand up comedy for a little bit. Oh, and nice. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, did the rapping thing for a little bit. And then I ended up finding a wrestling school in Reno where I was living at the time. And, um, yeah, the rest is history there. Okay, nice. Where, what was the, uh, what was the wrestling school in Reno? You... You went to. So it was, it was it was the Reno Wrestling Factory. Okay. Um, the Reno Scum were running it. So Adam Luster. Oh um, yeah. Paula Zadora was a trainer there. He's the Wrecking Ball. Um, Chupacabra. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He, he wrestles in a uh, Hood yep. Slam a lot. Yep, he's a Reno guy, so he was one of the trainers there, and uh, another trainer, Frankly Gorgeous, who wrestles out here as well. Corey Dayton um, trained me up a little bit. So yeah, big big community of guys actually training the guys up here nice were you a big wrestling fan as a as a kid or yeah so my first wrestling event that i remember was i think it was bash at the beach when um hulk hogan turned into hollywood hulk hogan oh, yeah so that's <laughs> like my first wrestling memory mm-hmm. i remember watching wcw or wwf at the time as much as possible since that moment. Okay. Yeah, I remember yeah. I remember when that happened. My cousin, he literally had one of those um the My Pal Hulk Hogan stuffed pillows and he right. he was so mad he like ripped it to shreds and was like, I'm done. I can't watch wrestling anymore. Oh man. <laughs> See I d I didn't I didn't understand the magnetism of, of everything going on. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I was watching with my godfather and he freaked out because, you know, 
he grew up with like you know red and yellow hulk hogan america brother brother all that stuff and uh me it was like my first time really watching wrestling and like understanding what's going on so i'm just thinking oh cool man like this guy he's just he's telling everybody to go f himself i like that yeah and like i i missed the entire before of hulk hogan so like with the network I actually get to watch it, like see and understand how big a deal that was. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, since we're on the topic, uh, how? I mean, you don't have to answer this, but uh, you know, WWE reinstating Hulk Hogan into the Hall of Fame. Do you have any sort of feeling either way about that, or? Nah, man. So I'm I might be weird about this. No, it's all good. Per- I, I'm personally, I don't I personally don't know Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. like that. You know, so what he says or how he feels about a certain group of people, I can't be the judge of. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 expected though. It's like the whole Ultimate Warrior thing with their Warrior Award, and then you can go online right now and find a rant with warriors. You know, dropping M bombs and mm-hmm. saying all types of crazy stuff. You know, it's 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 you know it's whatever picture they want to paint and. That's the paint. That's the picture they want to paint for Hulk Hogan. By all means, whatever you know. Like yeah. I've seen worse. Yeah. Know? At the I've end of the day, worse. kind of it is. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, people are gonna make their money, and you know, Hulk Hogan. He's he's undeniable. You know, it's like. I'm um, honestly, I'm surprised that Chris Benoit thing has been going on this long. I mean, granted, what he did was way worse. Mm-hmm. But. You know, time tends to heal all when it comes to WWE. Yeah. But, you know, that it's just one of those things, you know, it's whatever picture they want to paint. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, back in the day, you know, it's it was completely skewed at some points to the detriment of some of the performers. Like, you know, you had people like Booker T, things like that, who just, you know, completely got buried by, you know, the Triple H booking, quote unquote. Yeah. So- you know what? That is one of the saddest things that ever happened in WWE, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was such a perfect story that, you know, had they had switched it and Booker T had went up, it could have been such a different narrative, not only for Triple H, but for Booker T. You know, I, I think that's really where people are like, yeah, you see, he buries people. He's always trying to get over. But, you know, like I said, it's just, like, once again, it's that picture they always want to paint. I've, I've read, some, I've seen some podcasts where, you know, they'll say, like, oh, it wasn't meant to be a racist angle. It wasn't meant to be about black or white or privilege or non-privilege or whatever. And the, like I said, it's, it's it goes back to the whole Kogan thing. It goes back to the warrior thing. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, whatever makes the money, it, whatever gets people to share. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, no. All right. All right. Let's get off the let's get off the topic of, of all this, all this, you know, negative stuff. Uh, let's go back to <laughs> what's up? Dark. It got so dark. I know, right? Um, let's go back to you know you training. When was your first match um, in uh, your first professional wrestling match, and where? My, my first wrestling match was in Reno. It was 2015, three days after my birthday. Oh wow! Against a man named um, JD. He was the uh, goddamn JD. What was JD's middle name? He was like the Wild Man of Bowden Mountain or something like that, but. Yeah, you know, JD, I don't think he wrestles as much anymore, but I had like a four month feud with the guy. It was pretty cool. It ended in a dog collar match, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's old school right there, man. 
yeah, it was it was like my sixth match in. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to like put spots together or anything. I just went out and like threw my body against stuff. What was your, what was what was training like? Because I know a lot of people they they think of like a lot of a lot of us marks out here. We like to think, oh, we can go in there and take a bump or whatever. But it's really like it looks painful, man. So what was your first couple weeks of training like? It was painful. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I got trained by um, Luster primarily. Actually. Okay. He was like he was like the guy that was always around when I was training. Um, he was there my first day. It was him and um, another guy named Malachi. And I remember I got through the drills fine. You know, like, it, I, I have athletic background. I was a football player. Yeah. I did back, so I had a little bit of coordination. But um, I worked my way up to hip tosses that day. And for whatever reason, I couldn't figure out how to take a hip toss. So I remember I took about... 50 hip tosses from Luster Malachi that day. And I woke up so sore. Man. I didn't show up for like a year. Like I was done. I didn't, I didn't it was the, it was the most pain I've ever been in. But um, eventually come back to it. Like, honestly, I say for anybody that wants to start wrestling, you have to really look yourself in the mirror and say like, do I really want to do this? Because it's one of those deals where, you don't get a lot of glory to begin with, and you don't get a lot of money. So if you have the passion, by all means, but it sucks the first couple months. And, it, and sometimes it sucks when you're doing it. Yeah, you and know? if not, it, you know, for some people, it probably sucks for the first couple of years and so on and so forth. But then, you know, if I guess if you you put, for, put forward the effort, you know, like some people, like Jeff Cobb, he's looks like he might be now on his way to Ring of Honor. So yeah, he's finally starting cool. to make it, and he's wrestling in New Japan and things like that. Shout out to Jeff out there killing the game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Chocolate Poppy, you, you know, your persona Chocolate Poppy, what what kind of, where'd you get the inspiration for Chocolate Poppy? So I got Chocolate Poppy when I was working as a DJ, and <laughs> one of the uh, dancers I was talking to was telling me a funny story about how her and her sister is called Handsome Black Man Chocolate Poppy. Okay. So when during like one of my first promos ever, I was kind of going on some weird rant and I was losing steam. And at one point I was just like, and from here on out, I want everybody to refer to me as Chocolate Poppy. And immediately the entire crowd started chanting Chocolate Poppy. Nice. So I just, I just, I just ran with it ever since, you know. That's where your comedy skills like started to kick in because I just took an improv class myself. So I've, I hear you on that, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that was probably the best thing for me when it comes to wrestling was being in front of a crowd and being like in a vulnerable position mm -hmm. where you have to make it up on the fly and like you're constantly trying to improvise. You're constantly trying to improvise. Like, I mean, I use it all the time in wrestling now. If I forget a spot, I just turn to somebody, say something crazy real quick, and go back to whatever I'm doing. It's, it's, it's been really key and i think what i've been trying to do and like what i'm trying to portray my wrestling as yeah they always say like you you don't grow until you're in the point of vulnerability so well i mean that and you know like i know some people that you know they're wrestlers they just want to be a wrestler you know and okay and that's cool and that's you know that's that's great and all but at the end of the day wrestling is entertainment yeah and it's like it's a sport too so as many sports as you've done in your life 
it works towards wrestling. As many entertainment things have you done in your life, whether it be improv, comedy, acting, you know, um, even if you just juggle, it can yeah. relate back to wrestling, you know, like, you know, you, you like you, you talk a lot about WWE. It's like I see a guy like Elias now who's super over. Yeah. And if I mean, I couldn't tell you what his finishing move is, but I know he comes out there with that guitar and he sings. and He does these promos and it's super cool. You know, like I think that the more stuff that you can do in life, wrestling is a perfect melting pot to put it all together. Yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah that's yeah perfect way to put it actually. Um, yeah. What uh okay, this is ever since I started going to APW and I saw you come out. You have by far you had by far the best intro song I've ever heard. What made you choose I, Bobby Brown as your theme song? Because Bobby Brown's one of my favorite people of all time. Okay, um, I've said multiple times that if I could drink and party with one person for an entire day, it would be Bobby Brown. Okay. Um, he is the king of R&B. He made New Edition hot, and I want everybody to put I want, put it on record. I'm saying it. Bobby Brown's the greatest of all time. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I didn't know. I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to put, like, uh, wrestling things together. Like, I've been trying to figure out a gimmick since I started. I still don't know what it is. Yeah. Nice. The song I mean, is, oh. Oh, it's On Our yeah. Own by Bobby Brown? Yeah, the Ghostbusters 2 theme song. Yeah, that's it's where just, I remember it from. Because, like, once you came out, I'm like, is this the Ghostbusters theme song? Or? Some Somebody asked me if I was, like, a Ghostbuster. And that was, my, that was, like, my gimmick. And I was like, I don't see how you see Ghostbuster in trunks. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like Maybe if you came out with a proton was, pack or something. but I mean, <laughs> if, somebody wants, if somebody wants to book that or give me a proton pack, right? I definitely... Um, I I don't know, man. Like I said, I don't know how to put gimmicks together. So like, I was like, man, I, I like Bobby Brown. Yeah. It was between it was between Bobby Brown or Lil B. Okay. I think. And then I couldn't find a song with Lil B where he wasn't cursing or saying something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I just went Bobby Brown. Yeah, and it kind of it fits with your with the kind of Chocolate Poppy's character of the bright trunks and everything. Kind of throwback to the yeah. early kind of throwback to the early nineties. Yeah, and it, you know and. That, that's kind of how my style is. I just throw enough things against the wall and see what sticks, and eventually it all comes together, you know? Yeah. And uh, so what do you – have you – you've been working primarily as a heel in APW. What do you like working better, heel or face? What's more enjoyable for you? So the, the politically correct answer is I do both. So <laughs> if you want a copy to come in and be a baby face, hit me up at yeah. my email. Um. No, I like being a heel. I, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't know how to be likable. I realized I, 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 I try to be friendly, and then like I hear people's stories. Be like, man, I thought you're an asshole back in high school, and I, I never thought I would be an asshole. So, yeah, I, I guess I'm just naturally a heel. It, it just works better for me. Nice. You know, my my favorite match I've seen you in, and like I said, I have to refer back to APW for all this. Is was you. Versus Flip Gordon versus uh, was it James Douglas versus uh, Jay White at Halloween? It Hell? was no, it was, it was Carl Fredericks. He was the internet oh, champion. you're right, you're right. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, for the Halloween Hell match. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was a really good match. I mean, I thought that was probably one of the best matches of the night. And oh, now you see, that. and now you see people like Jay White. You know, seeing what he does in New Japan. What, what's what's been your favorite match to compete in so far? So, uh, going back to APW, <laughs> it, well, is it APW King Vindy's? 
Okay. It was a tag me and Carl versus the scum. Oh, the yeah, the yeah, that was a great match. It was it was really fun, and you know, because um, I I travel a lot with Carl, we kind of broke into the business together. Mm-hmm. So there's that bond, and then you know, being trained by the scum, and then being the champion walking into it, you know, it was it it, it, it was just a perfect storm for like good memories, you know. Yeah, that yeah. that night was great because it actually felt like an, like an old school like wrestling thing. The the venue was packed. It was hot. It was sweaty. Oh uh, man, yeah, it was it was nice and like smoky in there. It was like, like everything stuff. uncomfortable, but it was awesome. Yeah, it was like you know the tournament was going on, and then it was like a tag team break. You know, it was just like kind of out of the ordinary what's been going on that night. It was it was cool, man. It was it was a perfect storm, you know, like. Luckily, all the things that we wanted to do translated to the ring, which sometimes doesn't happen. Like, you know, sometimes you're back there thinking about to kill it, and then you come out, you know, you ain't killing it. But, yeah, it was just, it was a dope match, man. It was probably my favorite of all time yeah. so far. Nice. So far. Yeah. You, well, you got a lot, you got a lot more to go. So, um, what, like, what you, you mentioned Carl Fredericks a little bit. What kind of brought about your tag team Reno over everything with Carl Fredericks? Uh, you, so, it was weird. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, why are they tagging together?" Like, well, we, we came up together, you know. Like, right. Most of the times when Carl was somewhere, like I'd be there too, and uh, we wrestled each other for like a year straight, where I was the heel and he was the babyface, and we just took that circus all over the place. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we just we just we just worked too well with each other. We, we were tagging the SPW for a while. You know? Um, we tagged that fist combat for a while. I mean, just, you know, nice. people always flirted with the idea of putting us together, but then it always be a thing where like, oh, we want Carl to be a baby face. And then, you know, Stiker, you go be a heel. But since at APW, Carl was a heel and mm-hmm. he had just lost his championship and, you know, I wasn't really doing nothing. Putting us together just, it you know, it, it came, it worked. Seemed somewhat so, natural. Yeah. 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 You know, and then. I mean, like I said, I've always wanted to do something like that with him on a bigger stage like APW. And, you know, hopefully as our careers go on, we get to do it again at an even bigger stage. You know, that's always the goal. And was that your was that your first match to guys together uh, or tagging together um, when you won no. the titles? No. Okay. Uh, for for the for titles, yes, but we tied together before. We, I mean, we already have like finishers and all kinds of double team moves set up. So okay, you know, once once we heard the match was announced, we were ready to rock. All right, so you guys already had the ring gear and everything all ready to go. No, so we didn't have the ring <laughs> gear. Oh, okay, we didn't have the ring gear. Um, the other times that we did tag together, we wore pink and bright green shorts that we got from Shields, Ooh. and those worked all right. And then when we were doing the bodyguard crew thing in SPW, it was just black tanks and then whatever else we wanted to wear. Like sometimes we didn't even wear wrestling gear. Sometimes we just be like, "Well, we wore at the gym that day." Okay. As, as part of the gimmick, but um, yeah. No, when we decided to do it at APW, we called each other. And we're like, "All right, we gotta get some like we gotta get some ring gear together. We gotta put some stuff on our trunks. Like we gotta get a name. Like we made sure to do it the right way." Nice. Now, uh-huh. so like with the like. The trend the past couple of years has been that a lot of these indie wrestlers don't really have to go to WWE to um, to kind of make make it big or make good amount of money. What what's your end game? Is it is it to get into the WWE or is it just 
to stay on the Indies, man. maybe Ring of Honor, New Japan? Man, so especially after the whole Cody Rose leaving WWE mm-hmm. and me having a chance to meet him and, you know, he was at APW a couple times and seeing guys like the Young Bucks selling shirts at Hot Topic and, like, you know, people for the most part would say Kenny Omega is probably the best in the world right now, right? Right. And he's a new Japan guy. Um, you know, right now, I would say is one of the best eras of wrestling. And in, in, in my limited knowledge, you know, of course, old times would be like, nah, back when territories were around and, you know, from the money that they're making, it sounds very well and true. But I think right now, there's such a hunger for wrestling, especially outside the WWE. Like, people people want to see the wrestling part, you know? And as much as I love WWE and I've been the kid of WWE, it's more theater than it is wrestling sometimes. Right, absolutely. And, um, you know, there's guys out there that, like I've said before, are, are they're wrestlers. And at the end of the day, they're going to give you a great wrestling match. And it's nice to see people like that have arenas and venues that they can go and do their craft and get rewarded back with whatever type of compensation or recognition that they might be seeking. It's, it's, it's awesome, you know? And Yeah. Um, as I continue my career, you know, of course, if WWE came calling, I'm, I'm going to answer, you know, they got the money right now. Let's be real. Absolutely. Well, but, uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> they, they got the monies right now. But, uh, you know, I think at the, I think right now at this time, if you play your cards, right, you, you can, you can buy a house with wrestling money, you know, and that's, that's kind of my goal. I want to be able to say like, listen, I built the house with wrestling money. That's, that's kind of like where I see my happiness coming from. Other than that, you know, it's just the love of the game, you know? Yeah. Nice. Dude, nice. I mean, yeah, if you can, if you can make it off of, you know, making money off of doing what you love, then I, I guess you've made it right. That, hey, that's key more than anything in the world, man. Like the happiest people, I guess I shouldn't say that, but hmm. I think that the key to happiness is being able to live off what you love. Right. Yeah. So whether it be, you know, you're planting and you love planting seeds and earth and watching shit grow, then if you can get paid to do that, by all means, you know, it's it's same thing with wrestling, same thing with like comedy, whatever you might do, whatever your passion is, you know. Right. I always I always had a kind of uh, what I always told myself is you either live to work or you work to live. And if yeah, you exactly. if you live to work, then, you know, you know, by all means, you're trying to own your craft. But if you. If you work to live, then you just you just work your job that you can't make the money, and then go do what you want on your vacations and all that. And yeah, exactly. Like, and and, that, and that, that's not even like shitting on people that just have regular jobs. You know, like I have a regular job right now. Right. It's not my dream, but I work it. You know. Right. Some people, some people want to be doctors. Some people want to be lawyers. My sister, growing up, wanted to be a bus driver. You know, she's not a bus driver right now, but people have different dreams. You know, and. uh it's one of those deals where if, if you like you said if you can, what what did you say? Love I, to work. You either or, you either love to either live to work or work to live. I'll probably never be able to say that right, but what <laughs> you said, if you can do that, if you can apply that to your life, I think that's key, man. Nice. That's it's, it goes a long way. Yeah. Um. So like um. Uh, you know, like I said, you've been watching wrestling for for a while now. If you can, if you this is the you know the question that you probably every wrestler gets in every podcast. 
Uh, if you could have one dream match with anyone throughout the history, time, space. Val Venus. Val Venus. All right. There we go. Val Venus. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He, he was pretty entertaining back in the day. I mean, I remember growing up watching the Attitude Era, probably staying up too late, watching things I shouldn't have been watching, but, you know. Hey, listen, listen. I, so I'll, I say it all the time. I think that Val Venus could have been the top guy. But his gimmick was just, it wasn't top guy material. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. But, but, god damn it, if you didn't think he was a porn star, hooking up with Tori and all these girls backstage, he played that part very well. Oh, I legit, um, I legit thought for a while, I was like 12 years old, I was like, is is he really a porn star? What's going on here? Yeah, and then, you know, like, I don't know, just the, the, the cheesy voice. And the mannerisms in the ring, like, and he was a good worker too. People, like, okay, so every time I tell people this, they say, "Why the hell would you want to wrestle Val Venus? He wasn't a bad worker, right?" And and the gimmick was there, like, it, it could be fun, you know. It could, it, it, it'd just be fun, you know. I, Chocolate I poppy know. and the big Balboski. Yeah, it sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> and like, here, here's the thing: it's like, I don't know, man. I'm not that serious, I guess. Like, some people are, like, dumb serious when it comes to wrestling. Like, and I get that. Like, that's that's you. Right. Like, be that person. Make that your gimmick. Cool. I, I'm not, you know, and wrestling's a circus. You need people like me. You need people like Val Venus. You need Steve Blackman. You need you need everybody, you know? Yeah. So yeah that, no, that, it's all that, different types of, that, you know. Oh, but yeah, again, uh, don't get me wrong. I like dumb shit, but Val Venus, Val Venus is one of the goats to me. <laughs> nice. Now, yeah, no, I mean, I, I love Val Venus growing up, and like I said, watching stuff I probably shouldn't have been watching. Uh, yeah. So, like, I, I, tell me something about yourself, like outside of wrestling. What do you What do you like to do outside of wrestling? Like, when you got time. When I got time, man. Uh, man, I'm. I'm I don't do too much now. Like I used to be wild out there, but now like I like playing video games. I like. I've been. Oh, does someone say something? Oh, my wife's in here. I'm married now too, so I don't be doing shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a foodie now. I nice. guess I'm a foodie. Yeah, so I eat a lot of food. Um, playing video games. What have you been playing lately? Say it again. Video games. What have you been playing lately? Oh, I'm playing Monster Hunter. Okay. Monster the World. Yeah, I've been playing that a lot. I I used to be like I only play sports games. I only get 2K and Madden every single year. Yeah. But 2K and Madden are the exact same game every single year. So I'm kind of getting away from that. Um, like I said, Monster Hunter World's cool right now. I'm waiting for the new Kingdom of Hearts to come out because that's my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm not like. I don't play Fortnite. I know a lot of people do. I suck at shooters, so <laughs> you'll, you'll never see me playing Fortnite. You'll never see me playing Call of Duty. If people are still playing that, not not me. Yeah, I, I play Call of Duty like very seldomly. Like I'll just put it on if I just need to. Like I'm like, all right, I haven't played this in a while. I'll pop it on real quick. Uh, never play online mode because I'll just get snipered from out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, man, I'm such trash at that. Like I go online, I'm getting murked by nine-year-olds i'm like this isn't even fun to me like i'm i'm too old to be getting frustrated at people being better than me so that it don't matter yeah yeah i mean these nine-year-olds they're playing like all day every day level like 600 or whatever so i'm over I it mean, 
I mean, if I got nothing to do on Sunday, I might play all day too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not excuses, sure but they're just way better than me. Like, hey, <laughs> hand eye hand eye coordination is something. I don't I don't know. Yeah. So like, okay. So any uh. So we're gonna wrap this up. Like, what do you you have any matches coming up that you want to kind of throw out there, pr- promote, and let us know about? Yeah, Sucker Free. I'll probably be there. Um, I'm wrestling Marcus Eriks at Best in the West. Um, sometime in August. I have to check my calendar for that. Yeah. And um, I'm doing Championship Wrestling in Arizona. Oh, nice. So yeah, I've, I've been I've been on and off there, but I'm praying after everything settles down personally, then I'll be out there doing stuff. So Get you know, it. yeah, you know, life stuff happens, but then wrestling's always there. So yeah. I'll be back. Get those uh, get those APW tag team titles back. You know what? I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I didn't even think they were gonna be tagging that after t- we lost the Indies, but you know, I, people people been digging it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been getting positive feedback on it so i'm like yeah let's let's keep doing it are we forever <laughs> there you go there you go and uh let's see uh let's see you got any uh, social media you want to plug anywhere like anyone any of these promoters um want to hit you up at when you have some free time at, after august um you know what just like i use my name for social media okay if you type in Stiker, i guarantee i'll be one of the people to pop up if not one of those like russian robots yeah. <laughs> so S-U-I-A-E-R underscore Gungaseki is what I usually use. Um, that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And like I said, you should find me after you type in Stiker. And if you don't, then I have fun. Type my last name in. Try it out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Thank you. And, uh, you know, thank you for, like, joining us. And, like, just one last thing. If you want to, like, thank anyone to where you where you are, where, like, anyone to, like, that helped you along the way that you just want to thank for where you are today, who would it be? Man, uh, so many people. Like, even outside of wrestling. I mean, definitely the scum, you know. I, I thank those guys every time I see them, man. Sometimes I call them bad. It's weird. Um, um, oh, you know what? Actually, there's somebody I want to shout out to. And very sad news. Obviously, Virgil Flynn passed away yeah. about a week ago. So, um, you know, just RIP to him. And he's uh, they're doing the um, the show coming up, right? The memorial show? Yeah, it's on the 4th, I want to say. Yeah. Well, so, the Colonial um, Theater in yep. Sacramento, I believe. Yeah. Yes, so definitely check that out if you're in town. Um, I won't be there, but condolences to his family. You know, it's 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 so tough. To see stuff like that, and then such an early age at thirty three, you know, like yeah, that, that scared me because I mean I'm not like out, sorry, what's up? I said it just it just it just felt like out of nowhere, and it, I don't know. I'm st- I was processing it for so long, like how I felt about it, and just like uh, it's just, just it's, a, it's a bad loss for the scene, man, especially in the West Coast. Just yeah, yeah, no, like I I've never met Virgil. I never met Virgil face to face, but I definitely heard his name a whole lot, kind of coming up more and more in the in the scene around here. And I I'm disappointed I never got a chance to meet him. So yeah, you know, and you know, like more guys have known him more than I have. I've, I've worked him a couple times in matches, and I've had my pass bys and everything. But you know, the one thing about Virgil was is like what you see is what you got. Usually. You know, he was he was really genuine, always friendly, 
always willing to help people, you know, and I didn't get a chance to know him as much as I wanted to, but mm-hmm. I'm glad that I got a shot to interact with him. I got a shot to have a wrestling match with him and, you know, hopefully he's in a better place and, you know, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. that's just it's tough, you know, yeah, that's it, definitely a tough thing to talk about. It's, it's, it's hard to... Yeah, it's hard for everyone, especially I, I've noticed in the whole local scene. It, I, when you when you know so many people around here, it just I means like you, my Facebook blew up one day, and I'm just like, what, what, whoa, you know? Yeah, uh, no, like I said, it's it so out of nowhere, and it's like you, you you see so many people doing bad. Yeah, and then it sucks when it's like somebody you're not expecting, you know? Yeah, it's, it's just, like it's like you, you can't even prepare for it, you know, and then. Say he's such a he seemed like such a healthy guy. He's just, like I said, full of life and just I don't know, man. Like you, you don't know everybody's personal stuff. But you're, you're sad to see people go. Yeah, especially in you know, in an industry that's you know it's kind of harder on the body. You know, he he's, yeah. he's working hard all the time. So uh, that that's yeah. a shame. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and that's the other thing too. Um, yeah, I, sorry. No, no, sorry. you're Got you're good. You're good, man. Don't worry about it. It's uh, you know, it's, it's it's an interview. It's it's free flowing, you know. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, but uh, you know, thank you, Stiker, for taking the time out of your night. I know, I know, you were busy earlier today, and and joining us here on City Wrestling Radio. Um, yeah, thanks again, man. Well, I'll talk to you for just a minute afterwards after I'm done. Um, yeah, yeah, Gordon, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate doing this. Um, so it's fun doing interviews. So. All right, man. Thank you again. I just want to say thanks again to our guest today, Stiker Gungaseki, who I can't thank enough um, for you know taking the time out of his day to sit down with us. Uh, but guys, if you liked that interview, and if you want to hear other interviews by us here at City Wrestling Radio, check us check out all of our other shows at SoundCloud.com/CityWrestlingRadio. Also, across other fine podcast delivery options, including Google, iTunes, Stitcher, and Castbox. You could also keep up with our show at. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CWR415. That's at CWR415. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Hope you have a good night. Bye.